Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Leo. And uh, we are missing Manny today. God dang it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, things happen sometimes. You know, sometimes when uh, when mother calls for Mother's Day, you kind of got to do it, right? Yes, sir. Especially Mother's Day in Mexico. Correct, correct, correct. So we're going to be missing Manny today, but uh, that's okay. Me and Leo will hold down the fort here meanwhile, right? Yeah, the best part is I can talk smack about Manny. And there's nothing he can do about it. Hey, this is like a reverse Uno for all the times we actually um, smack talked you and you were on the podcast to defend yourself. Yeah, all I did was do, do you need a couple meeting. minutes to kind of start us off? Or... <laughs> no, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for this uh, ultimate beating. <laughs> got it, got it, got Manny, it. if you're hearing this, biggest regret of your life right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we should have just made topics revolving that. <laughs> yeah, you know, Manny is this, Manny is that. I a roast it. session. A rope session. Yeah. You know, we haven't done that in a while. Who was your first guy that you were guys roasting? No, no. Remember we did that episode on roasting the cars? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remembered. Poor I cars. had a blast doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We got to do another roast episode. I'm down. As long as we don't evolve the, what's the car I like? The HRR? Or HHR. There you go. The HHR? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ARP. <laughs> Might as well. All right. Yeah. Well, let's come up with a new, uh, maybe a new format or topic to kind of do some, uh, some roast on for a future episode. That'll be fun. Heck yeah. You know what? Might as well make a topic about Manny. <laughs> <laughs> and it's canon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so on today's episode, we're going to go over kind of a little, uh, little, little, party fight event we whatever we had a little barbecue we had yeah. um, over at manny's house even though he's not here a uh, little a little off-road venture that we did some celica updates we're gonna get into some road racing updates on for both of us actually yes sir yes sir and uh leo has a special surprise challenge so be sure to tune into the whole episode we'll be going over that at the end and there is a prize even yeah yeah so tune in make <laughs> sure you listen to price. the ending of this <laughs> yeah but uh let's let's kick off with uh the cinco de mayo celebration cinco de mayo at manny's i heard you drink all the soju <laughs> i don't know about all i heard you drink all my pack of soju <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell I, me that all right I took some home, so, <laughs> so all of it did not get drank. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, hey, man, you still got soju over at your house? He's like, actually, Tony drank all of it. I'm like, excuse you? I drank a lot of it, but I took one home with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one obvious out of what, reasons six? I had the wifey drive me home. <laughs> yeah. We don't support drinking and driving. No, we don't. No, 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 no. Safe driving. Um, I guess I can call that another benefit of trading in that cross trek. Oh, yeah. No more stick shift. I can get hammered and have the wifey drive me home. <laughs> That's the double plus right there. Double win. Oh, look. it was nice. She fought it. She did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She fought it. She was just kind of like, no, like, I'm, I don't want to drive home. She doesn't like driving in the dark. 
Oh, okay. But I was kind of like, well, I'm already like two and a half bottles in. So, <laughs> no, yeah. Two and a half for all the viewers, it's around 15, 16 beers. <laughs> I do not know the conversion rate, but. <laughs> you're talking to the soju expert over oh, here oh excuse me i just knew <laughs> X, my X. rate and my rate my rate was uh yeah you're past the point of driving bro yeah i think one is beyond the driving limit <laughs> <laughs> so two you're already on a whole nother level <laughs> yeah yeah and i had to get up in the morning to do some dog training oh god i bet you that hangover was amazing no hangover i felt young it was weird you felt young, felt 20 years younger. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I would normally get a hangover from that much alcohol. Actually, now think about it. Even though I drink, like, I'll get beyond obliterated with soju, I wouldn't get hungover from soju, which is weird. Maybe so. it's just the alcohol blend. Yeah. The strawberry uh-huh. soju, how they get me all the time. Yeah, yeah. No, I woke up fine. The only thing, I don't know about you, but when I drink a lot, I wake up with my voice like extra fucking raspy. Yeah. Like really, really fucking bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally, yeah. The next day, I would wake up, don't even talk at all. I'm just in that much pain. Oh, no, mine doesn't hurt. It just sounds really raspy. Yeah. So, like, uh, my, my clients, when I was training their dog, uh, the next morning they were kind of looking at me crazy. I was like, Oh, a lot of drinking the night before. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell <laughs> it does shit to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, it was like a nice little barbecue. We all get together, watch the fight, had a couple other friends over. Right. Yeah. We had our good old boy, Tommy, Julian, uh, Omar, um, What's her name? I forgot her name again. You know who she is. Who is she? Uh, Manny's girlfriend. <laughs> Jackie. Oh, is her name? Is it Jackie? <laughs> oh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I Were you throwing a little bit of shade right now? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know who she is anymore. I never All met, right. I've we'll never leave, met her. <laughs> we'll leave that aside. I know you're jealous she's taking Manny from you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Give Maddie back, dang it. Me and him, me and him had a cute bonding moment <laughs> as uh, as homies. Let me reiterate that. <laughs> Put it on record. Put it on record. On record, homies. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's always a nice little time for sure. It was a great time. So uh, let me up? ask you something about, I guess, car guy barbecues or hangouts or parties. Yeah. What is your opinion on carpooling versus everybody bringing their car? Um, it's like a little car me at that point. So I do you think it's like a, a car guy etiquette to bring your car? Or is it kind of like, no, nah, it doesn't matter as long as the homies are here. Go ahead and carpool. Uh, for me, honestly, as long as the homie comes, I don't care what car they bring. As long as they're here having a good time, it's what matters to me the most. All right. All right. But if they have someone to bring their cool car, that's a plus right there. Okay. All right. I think I kind of fall in a similar camp. Like, I'm going to give you shit for not bringing your car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just because, yes, I want those kind of plus points. Like, if I throw a barbecue at the house, I kind of want 
to see my neighborhood and my driveway and everything full of like my friends builds and shit, you know? Oh, hell yeah. Like, I kind of like that. That's kind of like the, I guess one of the things I kind of miss about like the back in the days kind of like being in a car club kind of thing is like, you can throw a little barbecue and then your whole neighborhood's riddled with all these cars. Cause everybody in the car club, like even if their neighbors are going to bring their own car. <laughs> yeah. Everyone want to come out and flex. Yeah, it's a little bit of that, but it's more like, uh, I don't know, there's just something nice about like taking over, not taking over the neighborhood, but just like you throw your barbecue and you just have all your homies builds there. No, yeah, especially when I used to have barbecue back in the good old days, I used to have everyone parked at a factory right in front of me. And it looked like a car show. You see RX-7, Slam 240s, cool ass cars, low underground. And of course, they had fucking speed bumps in that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, surprisingly, that factory does not have speed bumps. Well, it does have oh, a ramp. Nice. I had the ramp to go to the parking lot, but beside that, I look like a cool little car show. Everybody knows we're flexing hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I've gotten a, a neighbor approach me once. <laughs> really? <laughs> this was uh, maybe a year and a half ago. I don't know. It was at a point where I had like, I think like five or six cars. Oh my God. And I was doing like, it was like, that's why I say like, I'm kind of glad I still got a lot of cars, but I, you know, I reduced a little bit. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I would have like a, a weekend, a weekend where it was just oil changes, car washes (laughs) and inspections. So I spent, you know, five hours six hours just doing oil changes, washing all the cars, making sure they all get rotated and inspecting all of them. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember my neighbor coming up to comment one time because I was pull, you know, I have to pull the cars in, pull the cars out. Cause personally I don't like leaving them on the street. Yeah. So I got to stuff a couple in the garage, stuff a couple in the RV parking <laughs> <laughs> and kind of rotate them out when I needed to wash them and stuff. And I had my neighbor come up and go like, fuck, where do you keep all those things? (laughs) But it was kind of like, it looked like I had a bunch of company over. And then it kind of gave me that feeling like, oh, I need to throw a barbecue and invite the homies over. We should have a unaccepted barbecue. I am down. Have all the guests around, bring it around here to the, to the official podcast uh, studio (laughs) and have a barbecue down i'll park my trailer like down the street we can use the whole rv parking for everybody <laughs> oh that'll be sick and just like stack the driveway up and nobody ever parks on the street in my neighborhood anyway so oh yeah plenty of room a, a lot of room <laughs> yeah yeah no there's plenty of room that'd be that'd be actually a super cool thing to do we can invite oh, the boys yeah. from 91 octane jaime from race ff pod jaime i love you <laughs> Manny, I think I think you're getting replaced. Yeah, Manny, it's it's over. It's time to retire, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we got Jaime here. Jaime, come on in. I'm right, kidding. right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a good time. It was nice to have a little barbecue again. It's, it we're getting into that weather real nice right now. Oh yeah, yeah, that weather was really nice. It wasn't too hot or too cold. Which is the perfect temperature all around. Yeah, but you know that doesn't last long. You ready for that heat to come? No. 
Never get ready. That, get better. Get that AC fixed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ne- by next week, pretty sure. Next week or two weeks from now. Yeah, hey, that, that shit goes. Done. That goes for everybody, podcast listeners. Get your AC done now. <laughs> Fix it ASAP. Trust yes, me. Yes, get those shit boxes ice cold again. Yes, that is. Yeah, you don't want to suffer like me. Yeah, that means I got to start taking out the Fox body because once it starts getting hot as shit. I ain't driving it. Oof. Yeah, that thing is sitting in the garage. <laughs> I'll never forget the day when I drove the Celica 2 down to the podcast studio. And holy shit, I never hated my life so much. It was a hot day too, right? Yeah, I forgot to uh, refill the coolant or the Freon. And holy shit, I was hating life all around. Podcast listeners, if you have to refill refrigerant, you have a leak. Yeah. Oh no, my my uh mine was old. Old as hell. If you have to refill refrigerant, you got a leak. (laughs) (laughs) I was it was still it still had R12. You need to convert that shit is hard as fuck to find. (laughs) No, that's why I refilled it again with R12. (laughs) (laughs) Illegally dumping free onto the air. (laughs) Love it, love it. Kind of, sort of. I have an EPA card, so I I condone that. But uh, uh, any EPA listener, please. I was just kidding. That's a joke. Ah, we're not cops. It's, it's just a certification <laughs> to buy it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no. It's literally just a certification to buy it. Like that's one of the things about properly, you know, vacuuming a system and recycling the stuff and blah 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 blah. No, yeah, I have one too. Surprisingly, surprisingly. Cool, cool, cool. So you decided you decided to dump it out. On purpose is what you're saying. Are you admitting to this on record, Leo? I am not admitting nor <laughs> denying. It was just a conversation piece, actually. <laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> but anyways, um, let's kind of move on a little bit. This happened at my, my Manny's uh, Cinco de Mayo little shindig. Yes, sir. Is uh, we went off-roading. Yes, we did. And not in my outback. Oh, well, technically you were now. Well, back. I was, but you did not. I did not. I did it in my WRX. <laughs> you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> and the outcome of it or the result was amazing. It, it surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> it surprised you. And I was fucking dumbfounded. I was lost in words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as we've discussed before, uh, Manny, Manny's backyard, he uses for his family's nursery business. And then beyond that is kind of uh, uninhabited land, I guess. I don't know what you really call that. Uh, yeah, basically. Basically. And there's a little dirt trail that kind of goes through there. and Little? I, I don't know about that one. Well, considering when you go to like off-road trails, when you go oh, yeah. to like alltrails.com or whatever, you have miles, five miles, six mile, 10 mile trails. You know what I mean? That is true. So little in like trail perspective. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. In distance. Yeah. Yeah. But it's enough to take your car out and, you know, it's not super, super extreme, but enough to kind of go out and actually test some cars a little bit, you know? Yes. <laughs> and I've done it. I had done it previously in the cross trek when I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been hitting actually random trails around my neighborhood in the outback since I've gotten it. 
<laughs> I mean, everywhere my city is fucking trails everywhere. So oh god, you're taking yeah. advantage of it. Kind of, kind of. Um, but we decided to take it out there, and you said you'd follow me in the WRX. Yes, I did. I and, like to take a challenge. <laughs> yeah, then that you did. <laughs> yeah, that first part of the trail with a super, super, super steep uh, incline hill. I was surprised I climbed up there. <laughs> yeah, and you had like a minimal, super, super minimal scrape where I thought you would have bottomed out completely. Yeah, it was barely like a like a light tap from the one of the fenders, not fender them. Side skirt. Yeah. And mind you, listeners, this is like a, what was it? A 40 degree incline? The first part? I am not sure. There is like a data screen on the Subaru that tells me the incline degrees, but okay. I did not have it on when we did that one. I should have. We should do it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it was a one time thing, actually. <laughs> All right, I'll do it again, and I'll chart the hills that we did, and I'll come back with the with the, the, with the degrees, yeah. With the data. <laughs> I'll come back, yes, I'll come back with the climb data. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, I was surprised because I have a very aggressive clutch in my car, and also my car is manual. So those two things don't really go together for off-roading. And that first hill that we went up, it was really rocky, <laughs> really steep, and somehow the my server made it up there with um with federal five nine fives <laughs> of all things, <laughs> and yeah, I was literally, it's literally all clutch play when I was going uphill. And holy shit, um, right now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I was shocked. I'm so shocked right now. Yeah, extremely, extremely shocked. And then the second one was the tall hill. Yeah, that's that kind of where I took the pictures last time with the cross track. Yeah, that hill is really tall and really rocky, too. Yes, yes. Definitely had to move through there with caution. Yeah, and I thought that's that's going to be it. I thought I'm going to hear some intense scraping. I thought all oh, the underneath of the car is going to be scraped up. No, nothing. I just took it easy. I looked for a rock make sure I slowly go over it with my tire and slowly climb up that mountain. It did slip once, but it kept on going afterward. Very nice. And that is one thing you, you took it pretty fucking slow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Obviously had you had to, but yeah, that was definitely the name of the game. And then we had the long downhill climb. No, all right, the downhill was scary. Cause yeah, pure, it was pure dips. Oh yeah, no, and and that's why I kind of told you to like not follow me too close. Just wait till I get down first. This way, you can actually see what's in front of you because there's a lot of shit there. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how the how you did it with doing like thirty mile per hour. I have ground clearance and a fuck it attitude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw the edge of the trail. I saw some intense rock. I was like. If those rock hit my wheels, I'm done for. <laughs> and I was three-wheeling the whole time at one point. It was three-wheel one side, three-wheel upward, backward, left and right. I was like, okay, I got the hang of it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no, the the Outback has a sidewall on the tire. It has ground clearance. And like I said, a good fucking attitude. And 
I I basically rolled the rolled with no breaks down the hill. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you did that. I was I was like, yeah. One of our good buddy uh, Phil was with me in the passenger seat. I had him for extra weight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I thought ahead. There you go. There, those are some Takami ass fucking ideas right there. And he recorded the whole thing actually. Oh, okay. I gotta ask him for the video. It's a long video. I'm sure it is. And all you hear me is like talking, saying like, holy shit, like, am I gonna make it or am I not? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, there was one point I, as soon as I got bottom of the hill, you're like, all right, follow me. You went zooming like 40, 50 miles per hour, leave me uh all dust on my car. It was basically flat road. Flat road for you, but <laughs> intense, <laughs> intense road for me. It was like driving in LA, <laughs> the ghetto part. <laughs> there was potholes. Yeah, there was potholes and bumps. I felt everything. Like, bum, 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 bum. like uh oh. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't really got to actually like try to boogie the car a little bit on any off road stuff. So that's why I was like, this is kind of flat. Like, let me see how it feels. It was so smooth. <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet it was smooth. <laughs> While I'm over here, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my alignment's off already. Yeah. My Good possibility off. of that, good buddy. A high possibility. Got to get that fixed. More money to the car. <laughs> I mean, that not that what makes a Subaru a Subaru? <laughs> yeah. We literally, we, literally, we should have recorded that outside. We literally made a Subaru commercial. <laughs> you know what? We fucked up by not taking pictures at the top of that mountain, too. Yeah, I realized that. I'm like, this I'm, is a going back to what we were talking about for the 100th episode. We do shit and we never fucking record it. We never take pictures. <laughs> no, yeah, it's because if you think about it, it's in the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's probably really what it is. And also, I, I wish Phil got outside and went top of the mountain, saw us climbing. That would have been dope. You know yeah. what? I'll, next time I'll probably do it again. One Take a spotlight time. and see if we can blind Manny from the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> One of our friend, uh, Julian, he told us like, "Yeah, I saw, <laughs> I saw the outback going up and go down, and I, we saw we thought like the super got stuck, but we saw the super slowly going up that tall hill, slowly, slowly made it up for sure." <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I, I parked for a good three minutes at the bottom of the hill waiting for you. Because, <laughs> like, when you come down, there's, like, a one way that has a huge dip where you probably would have fucked yourself up. Yeah. And then the other way had more grass, but it was more smoother. So I parked right there so you would follow me. And I just kind of waited there until you got there so you can know to go that route, not the left. Yeah. And cool. I want to say, you literally threw a bunch of dust in my car. <laughs> You can, you can raise your windows up, Broham. I did. I had to. <laughs> <laughs> I was inhaling 80 years of dust in my lungs. Mm, sounds good. Yeah, and I guess there was one point where we actually got lost. <laughs> well, it's not lost. We just knew it's one of those roads. We just didn't know which one's headed back. We were about to take the risky route, too. The risky route? We're about to drive over those uh, grass. Oh, yeah, because he said it goes that way. And I'm like, as soon as I pulled into it, I was like, mm, no. <laughs> and I was already halfway there. And you're like, no, all right, let me reverse then. Yeah, I should have just kept going and just like left you there. 
Oh yeah. So when we're you know going back to Manny's place, we're, we're taking all those corners. I was with Phil. I'm like, Phil, we're rally staging now. He's like, what? I ripped the e brake and we're sliding you through those corners. <laughs> He's like, oh whoa. Oh, that is one thing that the Crosstrek had better than the Outback. A manual e-brake. What you have in that one? Electronic? Yep. Electronic e-brake. Ewee. Yeah. I I can't stand those, dude. That's so like a you, new car pet peeve of mine. So what do you do in a case of emergency when you uh, e-brake? It breaks on its own. <laughs> uh, it breaks when it feels like it. It well, it has all that fucking crash detection object in front of you, sensors and shit. Okay. So like I obviously I turn it off and I put it into one of the uh like the traction control off and I turn them off for when we go off-roading. Yeah. But like on the streets or whatever, it detects with the cameras or sensors or whatever the fuck. Um when there's something up front and it'll try to emergency stop you. Oh. So I guess that's the replacement for an emergency. I don't know. Boring. Yeah, whack. I, I like to, I, I like to be the control of the emergency. <laughs> I miss a handbrake for sure. Cause uh I had the e-brake or the electronic brake in the type R as well. Uh, Hated it. Hated it, dude. <laughs> oh, that sounds horrible. It even makes doing the brake pads a bitch. Oh god. Cause I think the first time I did the brake pads on the on the type R, I had to do something and I disconnected the fucking, I don't even remember. I disconnected the fucking electronic uh, sensor or whatever for it. Yeah. And by the time I reassembled everything together, my fucking brakes wouldn't disengage. And then when they disengaged, they fucking totally shut down and I had no parking brake at all. And it threw a fault code for a while. I'm not really sure how it fixed, but it kind of like self reset, luckily. So let's say your car is dead, right? Your battery's dead. Mm-hmm. Is electronic e-brake don't work? Ooh, that is a good question. I have no idea. Because if let's say if it doesn't work, then that defeats the purpose of safety. Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. If you set your parking brake and the battery dies does it release if the battery died? Like, you know, if, does it release when there's no power, basically? Is it ran off? Of maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's ran off like a power. So as long as there's actually circuit going through it, yeah, it stays engaged. And as soon as the, the electricity is cut off from it, it opens up. I'll think my assumption is in case of emergency, let's say all the power shut off. I was assuming it set off like a little relay where it locks it up. Like for safety mm. measures, that's one of my assumption. I don't know. Anybody's a so. tech out there, send us a message. Let us know. Maybe you guys know the answers. Yeah, I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I got my 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 peak of interest. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But anyways, but yeah. that was our little uh, off road venture there, and then we continued to party, party. Yeah, pretty much. With some good carne soda. Shout out to Manny for buying that carne soda. Yes, and not overcooking it. Wait, you know what? Let's say carne soda in the widest way. Wait, Flank I am steak. saying it. Flanks. Oh, I would say carne. I would say I am saying in the widest way, carne soda. Oh, okay, okay. 
because Manny's not here. Because Manny would have correct me. Oh, it's Carnesada. It's Carnesada. <laughs> well, you know, I worked with. Uh, I used to work with this guy. He was from Arkansas. Ironically, Arkansas. where my dad moved from or moved to. <laughs> mm. And uh, every time I tell him, yeah, yeah, I threw a barbecue at my house and we had some friends over, or whatever. He's like, oh yeah, what you what you barbecue? And I never really thought about it until he said it, but. I was like, oh, yeah, we, we, you know, we cooked up some carne asada, chicken, whatever, you know, um, chorizo, fucking corn, you know? Yeah. And he's like, that's not a barbecue. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, that's a cookout. You're grilling barbecue. Yeah. You got to have barbecue sauce and ribs. <laughs> he does have a point. Yeah, he, he does. does have a point. That's why I'm wondering, is that just like a West Coast or like a California thing? Yeah. That we just call it barbecue? <laughs> yeah. Because basically what we're doing is a cookout. Yeah, but we call it a barbecue, like, out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anything with a grill, we call it a barbecue. Basically, basically. A hamburger, yeah. it's a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, grilling tofu, it's, we're barbecuing it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I'm wondering if maybe that's just, like, a California or a West Coast thing, you know? Yeah. Because he would always get so mad when I'd say <laughs> Anyone from the West coast let us know what you guys call well, we're in the west coast west west yeah west and east <laughs> <laughs> anybody on the east coast or maybe down in the south let us know what do you guys use for a term cookout or barbecue <laughs> yeah and from the dirty south don't hit us up <laughs> don't hit us up <laughs> don't i don't want to know what you guys are cooking i know you guys are cooking some weird shit over there Oh, dude. You guys are having roadkill for, for our barbecue. <laughs> so my dad actually, uh, he went to a bar in Arkansas. Yeah. And he went to go hit on this chick. Oh, a smooth man. Yeah, he's old. <laughs> hey, I give him credit. He's old, he's old, but he will hustle it, boy. That's right. <laughs> um, but it's funny because he's like, man, after talking to her, I don't think I could date women over here. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Man, he said she was doing something called frogging. The flip is that? And maybe I'm wrong, but I think is what he said was frogging. Frogging. Yeah, basically going out and hunting like fucking bullfrogs and shit to eat. Or no, she was out on a kayak or canoe kind of thing out in the river. Fucking catching frogs to, you know, cut up the frog's legs and cook. I had weird things. So I, I don't blame her. Well, that's that's like normal cooking, eating for them kind of thing. And then like he kind of tried to like, you know, make the jokes or whatever. It's like, oh, OK, do you guys do that? You know, like making not making fun of it, but like trying to make conversation. He's like, oh, man, from California, we just go to In-N-Out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, we call it good food. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, have you ever seen that thing on the on the shows where they, you know, stick their hands in the mud and they catch the catfish or whatever? Yeah. And he, it's funny when my dad uh, like imitates the accent. He's like, y'all mean noodling? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. It's called noodling, apparently. Y'all West Coast never heard of we're noodling? We're out here eating bullfrogs and I was, uh, eating with my sister. Well, some of those Southern states be doing other things with their sister. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, boy, that's a knee slopper right there. 
I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, we will not survive like the fucking like the whole apocalypse. We're not. We're gonna no. die for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. We we won't have those survival skills. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to say, if, you know, you think bullfog's weird? Where I'm from, I'm from Nicaragua. Uh, we have iguana and turtles. Iguana and turtles. Yes, sir. I mean, I've heard turtles before. Yeah. But never iguana. We make turtle soup. See, I've heard of turtle soup in other places too, but never iguana. Yeah, we have iguana. We deep fry that that bad boy. Oh, jeez. Or what the California will say, we'll we'll have a barbecue of iguanas. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't even know how you cook that. What part is the good meat? Uh, just the whole thing. Just the whole you just eat it whole, just deep fry it, and yeah, deep fry, you cook it or grill it, okay. and have a good old day. Got it. I mean, if you cut it up, I'd try iguana jerky. Probably as far as I would go. Yeah, uh, I tried alligator. It's like that, it's you taste the lake or the river, whatever they're from. Ah, gross. N- not a fan of that. Kangaroo wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had those before. Not a fan. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. Where I'd say, like, yeah, I'm gonna go buy some more fucking kangaroo jerky, but <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like disgusting or anything. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. Well, we we ventured off topic really fucking bad, Leo. I'm a pro at that. Yeah, apparently. Let, let's let's kind of move on to some Celica updates. Celica update. Good news. Not a good news. They're never good news. Bad I mean, news. It's the Celica, so. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't be ha- nothing should be happening to Celica, especially with the 22 RE. They're indestructible. But so, let's talk about your indestructibility then. I blew a head gasket. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty badly. Well, define badly. What what would you define as a bad blown head gasket? I I and I didn't. The Celica squirted the whole oil to a point where I think the US Army could uh, uh invade my garage and conquer that oil at that point. <laughs> And it was it was chocolatey milk flavor. Ah, the wonderful, wonderful milkshake. Yeah. So what happened on Friday? I was uh, moving my my Celica because I'm planning to rip the motor out regardless. And the way I had my car, it was facing inside the garage, so I had to push it out, flip it around, and then reverse it back in. So the front end would be outside, so it'd be easier to take out the motor. Okay. And I had a bunch of my friends, Tommy and Julian, help me push the car out, help me position it to where all I got to do is turn on the car and reverse it. And as soon as I turned it on, it was pissing oil all over the alleyway. Horrible. And I tried to put the car in, in reverse. And my clutch is also bad. So also you heard screaming <laughs> from the poor clutch. So it's gr- screaming, grinding, oil pissing, and I was forcing my way in the garage. Jeez, and where was the oil coming out of again? Uh, the back end of the of the motor. Uh, the remain seal. Yeah, 
Okay. And, and I did some oil line too of puncture, but mostly everything was from the back of the mm. uh where the head gasket would be at in that little sandwich place. And it was wait, like, so the rear main seal or from like the actual head gasket? From the actual head gasket. Oh, so it's actually going through the in between the head gap the head and the block. Yep. Oh wow. It, it sucked all the coolant from the coolant reservoir tank. It sucked all the coolant in the radiator tank in the radiator. So your head bolts were probably stretched already, huh? Oh no, beyond stretch, like 1980 stretch. Yoga yeah. Type so stuff. it's time for some. Do they make an ARP like head stud kit for it? Yes, they do. But it's, I'm better off buying a new motor. Well, might as well do head studs on the new motor before it goes too. No. No. Yeah. 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 It's common sense. But at that point, like we evaluated the the motor, we we're like. It's not worth it to rebuild the whole motor. It's, yeah, and normally once done. you have the milkshake, you got to take that whole thing apart and get everything all clean again. Not only that, I'm pretty sure that thing beyond warp. Oh, the head? Yeah. Are those aluminum head? Yeah. Ugh, that's the worst. Yeah, so they're... So if you're leaking significant oil from between your head and your block, considering aluminum heads, those heads are probably warped and done for sure. Mind you, I the car was on for at least the tw- the two time I turned it on and backed it up, like twenty seconds. I lost three quarts of oil. Holy crap! So yeah, three or four quarts of oil, and the motor was still running like a champ. No, no ticking, no knocking, no rod knock, nothing. <laughs> yeah, running like it was normal. <laughs> oh shit! So they, they, like I said, it's indestructible. You don't need oil in this motor. Oil is just like. An additive for the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something fun for the motor to do. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So once I get that um new motor, hopefully, you know, pretty god I find a new motor. Cause everybody and their mother trying to sell this motor for like two thousand dollars, which is a ripoff. <laughs> Damn, at that point, go buy a fucking five O motor. Yeah, it's cheaper. But once I get that new motor and everything and then get that fresh oil and everything and it should be running perfectly bad, fine and get the neighbor pissed off again and hopefully I make it on a, the neighbors.com website or app. That's there my goal. There you go. I, 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 got on that, I got that app just to see if anyone's pissed off about me. So not yet. <laughs> one right. day, one day this Karen's going to get mad and I'll be proud. There you go. So, little sidebar story with my uh, milkshake experience. Ooh. So here's a <laughs> here's some confessionals. <laughs> confessionals. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, one of those. So you remember my SVO? Yes. So when I first got the SVO, I had it towed over to my place. It had it was sitting for four years at my buddy's house. Yeah. So I kind of went through, changed out some fluids, checked all the electricals, you know what I mean? Charged up, put a new battery in it actually. Yeah. I replaced that battery and and just kind of got it ready to see if I can get it to crank over. Right. Yeah. Turns out I had issues with, um, uh, with the ECU because it had this standalone ECU and there was a part that was broken like that. The solder had broken off. Ooh. It was like a I I worked on that car more than I drove it. <laughs> God. Yeah, there's a whole. I mean, 
the cool thing is, is I got to learn a lot of shit and mess with a lot of things that I never really messed with before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything from like remote tuning to setting up the standalone ECU systems to some wiring to some just weird shit on that thing. Okay. But um, once I got that going and I was getting a startup sequence going, I got a good startup base map tune. Mm-hmm. Um, the head was actually blown. Or I should say I probably blew the head as soon as that happened. Oh, God. So, you know, things sit and they kind of dry out. You know what I mean? That's kind of yeah. the whole thing, reason why you let a car cycle, right? Yeah. So this car was sitting for like four years. <clears throat> I did all this shit just to get it up and running again, right? Yeah. And I got it running, started driving it, and I was going to be working with the remote tuner. So I needed to run some data logs in the standalone ECU hooked up to my little, I had that little, um, shoot, what are they called? Something pie. Apple pie. Raspberry. Oh. Oh rasp- yeah, raspberry. raspberry yeah, those yeah, little computer, raspberry yeah. pie tablets. I had like yeah. a, a raspberry pie tablet that was set up specifically for that ECU to connect through Bluetooth and all that good shit, right? Yeah. So I was gonna save save up some data logs so that I could send it to the tuner and he can start adjusting it and you know, working our stuff back and forth. So apparently when I was doing the gas and we we're trying to run it, we weren't even running high boost, mind you. The boost was still like super low (laughs) (laughs) and it just fucking puffed in the middle of my rev and head gasket went out. Oh God. The worst thing thing you could see. Yeah. I drove it home. It was just puffing white smoke like a motherfucker. I get it into the garage. I open up the, the oil cap and it is pure, like instant milkshake on brand new fucking oil. (laughs) Oh, God. So it was just a a quick failure, really quick. There was almost no heat involved. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. That's scary. Uh, I mean, the car was sitting for so long. I knew I was going to run into issues, but I was really hoping that wasn't one of them. So if you go down through my, like, Instagram feed, you'll see that I took it apart. You'll see some pictures when I was, like, fucking with it and taking it apart and redoing everything on the top end. Now, because it milkshakes so bad, obviously that milkshake is all over the whole motor, right? Yeah. So my little confessional is that I redid the heads, got my multi-layer steel gasket, did all that kind of shit, but I never dropped the plan to clean it out. Oh, you you dirty dog. Wait, 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 wait. I went to fucking Walmart. (laughs) You motherfucker. I already know where this is going with. I bought the cheapest piece of shit oil they have. And I fucking filled it up. I started the car, ran it till it got warm. Fucking, and I had that little, um, those little twist valves for the, for the oil drain. Yeah. And I fucking cracked it just a little bit to get my drip going and started filling from the top. And I cycled in some cheap ass oil, like, oh, dude, I think I bought like 10 quarts. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And I ran it till it got hot, fucking did kind of like an in motion change, turned the car off, flushed the whole system, refilled it up again (laughs) until I had no more milkshake. (laughs) My goodness. 
So the whoever the C, new CVO owner, if you listen to this, now you know what's happening to your car. <laughs> Man, I, that thing was running tits when I was done. <laughs> <laughs> After I did that, I had that thing running so good. I drove it to long. I, I got to enjoy it for my little bit I had. Yeah, before I went back to the garage. <laughs> Uh, no, I ended up, you know, I sold it and I got the car for the wifey that it didn't end up working out and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think I've mentioned it a couple of times here and there that SVO has just been tossed from hand to hand to hand now. Who knows? It might come back again. We might see it one, one time. The last time I saw it, they were asking dumb fucking money for it, bro. Oh my God. And literally in the exact same condition, I sold it. You should have let them know, like... Well, where, where were the last time you saw a Facebook Marketplace? Uh, Instagram. Somebody oh, I, somebody sent it to me. <laughs> you know the funny? Like, you see the asking price? Be like, hey, did I sell this to you for this much? Why are you selling this much now? Well, no, that's the thing. They, did, they didn't buy it for me. It's been through, like, five owners. No, you should have let them know, like, hey, I sold this for... 3k why did it for 10k all of a sudden <laughs> it's fucking wild dude and, it, and what's funny is that i sold it with the injectors and the custom fuel rail yeah that i, that I never fucking put on mm-hmm. and it's not even there no more <laughs> somebody <laughs> fucking kept that shit <laughs> <laughs> oh the sleazy bastards <laughs> but it's like dude i like i left the car running really good it was making really really good power yeah and like if somebody finished up the fuel rail, the injectors, and then updated the tune and probably just throw, um, uh, replaced like the wastegate with a, with a different spring and all that, uh-huh. they probably could have made some really badass power out of that thing. But I think everybody's just afraid to touch it. Yeah. Because it, it has a lot of custom work to it and weird shit that, you know, I know, I know because it took me fucking forever to figure it out, you know? Yeah, how many SVOs are there in the world? Like oh, less than three? Dude. No, no, no. There's more than that. There's a lot more than that. Oh, really? I thought it was like three or five. Nah, no, nah, it ain't nothing like that. It's like um I wanna say like fifteen thousand. Yeah, kind of low number if you think about it. Yeah, it, it, in like reality, in if you compare it to Fox bodies or Mustangs made like <laughs> oh yeah, of any given year, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is very, very low production. Yeah. So it's not like a super common thing. The two, three motor it's based off of is pretty common. Like you'll see it, the NA version in a lot of stuff and even the turbo and a couple things, you know? Yeah. But it's still it's not something that's like an enthusiast favorite. Oh, now it's becoming an enthusiast favorite. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't think so. It's It's a little bit too niche. Mm, it, yeah. it has that cool factor that i appreciate you know that yeah. uniqueness but it's like most fox body or mustang heads are gonna want a 5 that's true yeah that's, they're I'll, not I'll, gonna want a four-cylinder turbo because they have they're part of that kind of like that culture of it you know what i mean true so, you know what if you think about it it might become like look at the ecoboost probably the ecoboost might be worth a lot of money down the line Nah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it technically is the revival of an SVO. <laughs> if they made an SVO edition, yes, but just the regular EcoBoost, no. They sold more EcoBoost than V6s when they had them both available at the same time. Yeah, if you think about it, the EcoBoost, is a lot. Uh, I guess you could say 
it's a better choice. Faster. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a better choice. But what I mean is just like, it's not going to be worth anything because they're as they're more common than the V6 in that sense. That's true. Yeah. You do have so, a point. I, I don't see them really being worth much. Who knows? Yeah. You never know the market tells, right? <clears throat> Look how much the silica they're going for. They're going for seven, eight Ks. I feel like that's wrong. <laughs> well, you can always just stop and go get your money. <laughs> yeah. I should sell mine for 10K. Sometimes it sometimes those temptations start lingering around you. I did one time. I was like, because someone put a for sale sign on my car one time. I think it's my neighbors. Fucking assholes. <laughs> and I didn't notice for I guess for three, four weeks. And I got a note. My mom was like, oh, someone finally want to buy your car. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, when do I want to sell my car? Like you put a for sale sign on it. I'm like, what? When? <laughs> and I look, I see the biggest for sale sign in the back window. I was like, who put this here? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw like, I saw it like in Spanish, yo quiero a comprar a tu carro. I was like, <laughs> and here's my number. I'm always already dialing the number. I'm like, ho, 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 relax, relax. No, 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 it's not your car. Don't sell my car. They're like, they're offering you 7K. I'm like, I can give two shits. Oh, shit. Okay, so our next topic up is you mentioned that you want to lean towards some road racing. Yes. So I wanted to say, I wanted to ask the question of what moves are you making towards that goal right now? Well, obviously, like I said uh, last episode, I want to do road racing with the Celica. Because I believe, in my personal opinion, that car has lost a lot of potential for it. It's literally uh, the H6 uglier, fatter cousin. And I did a lot of custom suspension work on it. Um, custom brake work. Custom uh, suspension. Like, a lot of fab work on that car. A lot of people don't know. Like, from the outside, it's an ugly piece of shit, not going to lie. But underneath it, it's literally all custom underneath it. And I I've done some like little mouse racing here and there, and holy shit, it grips up like there's no tomorrow, and it the brakes are amazing too. So I don't want to like keep doing drifting and everything because I'm getting too old, and I want to expand myself like more in the racing scene, more in like I want to become like more in the professional racing scene, and I feel like the Celica will help me achieve that goal to become a better driver all right so a couple things you do got to ask yourself too is where you want to compete and what you want to compete in Uh, as good as the celica might be for what it is you know what i mean yeah you got to see how it stacks up in competitions for what competition you want to do yeah i think about i want to start somewhere small like some like local like race event or something like that then slowly work myself up i do want to do some nasa event as well to get like more in training to um more in training for myself and driving learning the proper etiquette of racing um learning more about my car be more comfortable uh going to bigger uh racetrack and everything yeah, but what I mean is more uh, like a, let's say a competition, right? Yeah. You want to be able to compete because ultimately that's kind of what's going to make it the the most fun at the end, right? 
Yeah. Um, kind of competing and, and stacking and, and kind of challenging yourself and challenging your peers and having fun out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so think about where it is you want to compete at. Is it going to be time trials where they kind of class you out a little bit by like power to weight ratio kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then you got to think about, okay, power to weight ratio, the Celica, the Celica stacks well for what it is, right? Nobody expects it to handle as well as it does and everything, but yeah, I did not like in power. Well, even if it does, right. You, if you're classed out by power to weight ratio, what if you're stacking next to something like a Fiesta ST or, you know what I mean? Something that's um, like, SI Civic, something something that has uh, newer technology, right? You're going to be sure. classed against things that aren't really, even though you guys might class the same per the rules of this time trial series or whatever. Yeah. It's hard to compare the Celica against newer technologies and different cars that are more made for that kind of thing. No, definitely. Definitely. It's kind of like a, it's kind of a challenge I went through with the Fox body. Fox body is where my heart is. I still want to do stuff with it, but I know that right now there's no Mustang or American Iron Series really for road racing out there. Yeah. It's so, very limited. So if I were to compete, it'd be in time trials. Yeah. And the must the Fox body would have to trial against like E36, E46 M3s. Yeah, that's and let's be honest, box. that's not. I could do whatever the fuck I want to the Fox, but it's gonna be really hard to stack up to a car like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, uh, especially the E30s, they're nimble. Yeah, so it's kind of like part of it is that I know the Celica is where you love, but is there somewhere that you know, maybe you know, maybe I don't know that has like some kind of series where the Celica will be competitive? Mm, honestly, I haven't gone that far. I want to do like, like I said, I want to do like a lot of time trials. And to see where I'm at to begin with. And then later yeah. on in the future, I'll probably get another build and start working from there. Okay. So why don't you look into like, uh, kind of like how Jaime started from Race SF Pod. If you guys don't listen to him, go go check him out. Go give him a listen. Tell him I, I said I love him. Leo loves him. Yes. A lot. I love you, Jaime. <laughs> Let me whisper to your I love you. Oh, we're not going to have none of that here. No ASMR. Relax. <laughs> but yeah, he started off with a TT6, I believe. And I'm sure he'll message me if I'm wrong about this. Oh, yeah. He's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he started off uh, doing TT6, right? Yeah. And that's, ba- or I think TT5 actually with his Civic SI. But now with his race car that he shares with his fiance, yeah. she's racing TT6 in the EG Civic which is you running a D series, right? Yeah. So D series. So let's say you try to build for like a class like that, where you don't got to worry so much about high horsepower and stuff like that. Yeah. So maybe just uh, read the rules and make sure you don't over mod to the point where hey, your car will be super. Yeah. yeah. Where you end up super outclassed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It might be a good idea. Like, Try it out. Obviously, try it out. Have fun with it. Um, the way I always try to think of it is don't ever think of it as your last race car. We can always build some more, right? Yeah. So try. I would say try it out, but try to build towards a class from the beginning. This way, you don't end up in the position where you're overbuilt, but the car doesn't – you don't have the funds to, like, do a crazy fucking power 
mod or power motor swaps to it to actually compete you know yeah i also have been thinking about you know the Subaru as another option too but okay like i said what scares me the most is just the finance side of the Subaru like doing maintenance on that car yeah yeah because the rebuild on that motor that's like what was it that's 50 silica right there that could buy (laughs) (laughs) well not anymore right (laughs) yeah not anymore (laughs) but yes it is is it is one silica at least (laughs) yeah (laughs) one yeah one and a half at this point start measuring your finances by celicas yeah if it goes over two celica that's way too much (laughs) (laughs) i gotta rethink about that no yeah i've been because i've done lots of um what was it um not time attack what's the other one uh road no um, autocross there you go autocross i did a lot of autocross especially at the angel stadium um, I actually was pacing against a GTR and with a Subaru, mind you, and I never got so hyped. And I, I guess that would give me a more of a kick to uh, to do more road racing. When I yeah. saw my time compared to a GTR, I was off by point uh, zero seventy thousand of a second. I was super, super excited. And I felt like I could push myself better uh push myself better to get better times to get better results yeah yeah so that's my goal right there hopefully like that i want to do subaru really badly because it's it's a grippy ass car for me really grip has the perfect for me a perfect amount of horsepower i don't need that much much horsepower and i feel like it's a fun platform but just scares me a lot um, I do have a lot of people, not a lot of people. I do have someone that does support me with racing the Subaru. He does, um, what's that race class? The race they do at Road Atlanta. I forgot that race. Grid. Uh, grid. Grid Life? Grid Life. Uh, his Instagram is at Not Life. He drives the same WRX as I do. And he's seen me driving the WRX. He's like, oh, hell yeah, brother. Kick that shit. <laughs> But yeah, but mostly I want to focus on Celica, start from the bottom, work myself all the way to the top. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I would just say as a high recommendation, if you do want to take the Celica as far as you can take it. Yeah. Just make sure you you don't overbuild the car. No, yeah. Just walk, look at the rules, make sure that, uh, because I know they do have some rules when it comes to like suspension mods and stuff. Yeah. Well, do they check out the suspension? <laughs> uh, I think once you start competing, they do. Yeah. Okay, because I have, I have, I'm pretty sure it won't violate the rule. I could say it's a, it's a Celica's uh, coilover, even though I did a custom fab. Me and Alex did a like little custom fab, uh, AE86 coilover suspension swap, and it has a 46 way adjustable dampening. So, yeah, I don't remember all the rules. I'll send you a link later for like yeah. all the uh, all the the time trial like rules and build rules and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can kind of read through it, and it actually I think there's even a link to like a calculator. Okay, so it'll like 
depending on mods, it tells you tire width, track width, tire size, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I'm assuming and, you, gotta, you gotta use a certain amount of tires, so you can't use like three piece wheels. With my assumption, uh, I don't remember there being anything about three piece wheels specifically. Okay. Uh, usually, it's um, it's a width, right? Like a, ri- a wheel wheel width or and a track width and usually a, a maximum wide tire and a maximum of tread wear and that kind of stuff. Oh, all right. Now I think for my car, I think they want me to run 16 or 17 inch tires for racing. If I remembered for what series, uh, I forgot where I read that. I know. So I think I may prove me wrong. Um, somewhere in NASA, like if I want to do like somehow want to do competition series, I got to run like 15 to 16 inch tires for their okay. liking. I'm running 13, four, 13 to 14 inch tires. Well, you can always have a track set of wheels. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to bother me a lot. <laughs> I don't like big wheels. <laughs> big wheel scares me. <laughs> well, in any case you can, uh, I think they have a calculator on there where you can kind of go through the rules and add up your numbers yeah. And actually punch in your weight of the car approximate power for right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm pushing 100 and, uh, horsepower on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and it can actually help class you out. Okay. This way you can kind of see where it is currently. And if you're, if you're already classed out right there, all you got to do is just start, you know, get that motor swapped and put your butt in the seat. Yeah. Also, I want to go to more NASA event in California. So if, if Jaime has extra room, I want to go and just check it out. So I want to be more familiar, get to know everyone, know, know more of the environment, the rules and everything. Especially yeah. Jaime has more of a, he goes to more of these events, so he knows everything. And I want, I want to get more of a feel of it, you know? Yeah, he, he is definitely the wealth of information that's definitely helped all of us. Yeah, like I said, I want to start going out to more events. Like, I don't have to drive. I just want to go more and check it out, see more and everything to get more of a feel. There we go. Well, I think that's a good one to kind of see where you're at and where it's heading. I guess we just got to find you another motor for that. If anyone anyone wants to give out a a free 22 RE, hit me up at unknown underscore V2. And I guess I'll give you a big hug if you find me that free motor that's running. <laughs> Probably a high five if you're lucky. So enticing. <laughs> All right. Well, at least as far as me for my updates towards going into the into the track life again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> obviously, I've been fighting for a little while to get the truck going and getting everything going i yeah, but- still need to figure out where to get the uh the electronic brake controller fixed on the truck what it has that too yeah oh god the world's going to an end already why those are horrible are they um yeah i assume so anything, assume electronic, so? <laughs> anything electronics is scary i don't know it's just a fault code like when i turn it on it shows up as a fault code so I don't want it to like uh, not be doing anything with the trailer, and then I'm stopping the whole trailer w- with the car and just my truck brakes. Yeah, you don't want like that. The, up. Yeah, That's the trailer. Fold. The trailer has the e brakes. I need to fucking be using them. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. So it's it's kind of weird thing to kind of look uh, up. I got to figure out where I can go to get that checked out and fixed or replaced or whatever. Yeah. And you say electronical, right? An electronic, uh, electronical problem? Yeah, well, it's electronic uh, uh, trailer brakes. No. So basically, when I hit the brake pedal, it also brakes with the trailer, I assume. And then there's like these little pinch bars that I pinch together. And I guess that'll like break the trailer manually in case I'm going down a hill or something to help rear brake the car. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listener, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm scared of technology. I am a caveman. <laughs> <laughs> this technology, is old ass tech, bro. <laughs> technology do scare me a lot. That's why I feel more comfortable in an old car. The robots are taking over. Yeah. Dang these these technology <laughs> want to take away our job too they took our jobs they took our job dang them yeah i'm the youngest guy who's i'm pretty look i'm the youngest guy who's afraid of technology even with computers like with the laptop i have i haven't done anything to it because it's scary <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah you probably are yeah, ABS scares me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, anyways, I, I got to get that going for the truck just to make sure it's safe. And uh, low-key, um, I need to buy the straps to tie down the car. <laughs> oh, you should have done that first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, luckily you can find some around in Amazon. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. I've just been kind of lagging on that because I want to get the trailer brakes done first. Yeah, that's, that's I figure that I figure the straps are probably yeah, I figure the straps are like the easy button. I just order them for wherever, like that's not really a priority on my list. Yeah. But I did want to like look up what's the safest way to tie down the car. Is it better to get those uh hooks the ch- the clip onto the chassis or or the ones that hug the tire okay and good enough? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not sure yeah. about that. I've seen the hooks one on chassis, it looks pretty safe my standard my thing but i'll be double safe and get the chassis and one of the hooks around the tire so you can never maybe go wrong. both yeah, yeah maybe both i don't know i gotta i gotta learn more about that because uh yeah i'm about to be a liability on those roads man <laughs> get <laughs> out of my way <laughs> funny story at grange i saw a guy try to go down the trailer while his chain is still hooked on <laughs> to his rear uh rear chassis Oh God! And you see him go like pushing back, pushing back, and I was seeing from across distance. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's gonna fuck something up." So I ran up to him like, "Hey, stop!" He's like, "Whoa, what's wrong?" He's like, "You're still connected to the trailer, smart dumbass." He's like, "Oh shit, no one, I couldn't go down." Shit. And see, when I start going back out to the track, I'm taking you to make sure I don't do that. You got to be my second set of eyes because I yeah. will do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what Alex, uh, A- A86 Alex would say, I'm his uh, backup toe strap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I I'm, I know I'm going to be making some mistakes and I just want to make sure I, like, you know, the same thing with the with the hitch, the ball and hitch, just over 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 fucking build <laughs> on the yeah, it's, setup it's better overbuild and underbuild than anything yeah yeah my hitch and and ball is rated for like sixteen thousand pounds i got a 18 foot trailer a long bed f-250 and i'm towing a little tiny race car <laughs> yeah, a, a certain race car 
So it's kind of like, yeah, it's overkill, but at least I know that, it'll, you know, everything's going to hold up good. Yeah. And from what everybody keeps telling me that a longer, a longer towing setup is easier to drive. So I guess the F-250 long bed in a 18 foot trailer should be easy to drive ish. Ish, ish. <laughs> ish, ish, yes. We'll see when we go out to a, a race event. We'll we'll be the judge of that. I'll be the first one there, so I don't have to do any maneuvering. <laughs> yeah. If you think about it, your truck can be a, a little Japanese house in the back seat. <laughs> it could be yeah, yeah. you sleep in there and all that fun stuff. I gotta reupholstery the inside before I sleep in there. Shit's it's fine. It's fine. Up. It's fine. It's fine. Shit is fucked up. <laughs> you're sleeping on it. You're not gonna be on a five star hotel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All righty. Well, uh, let's move into our last thing. We got your Forza challenge, Leo. Yes, we do. We have an unofficial, unaccepted podcast challenge. And it's hosted by me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funding this little, little cute little challenge we want to do with the viewers, the viewers, uh, listener. <laughs> I don't know why I keep seeing viewers, but listener. Yeah, and we're doing it for the listeners. So for the listeners, for the people who actually listen to the podcast. Yeah, or if if you want to bring in a friend, make sure he's a listener too. So I'm running a little for the challenge on for the Horizon Five. I'll be building a racetrack in for the Horizon Five. I'll put the detail and everything later. Um, this challenge is got to be the fastest one in in the time. Send a picture to the Unaccepted Podcast on Instagram page. And we'll see who gets the fastest time and we'll give you a little prize. Uh, should we tell them the prize or should we keep it a secret? No, you can tell them the prize. Uh, the prize would be nothing special, but I mean, it's going to be fun for you, but it's going to be a 124th scale of a R32 four-door Skyline uh, model that you got to build like Gundam. Gundam. So yeah, it is time attack series time. Yes, it is. Whoever posted the fastest lap will win. It's going to be in a certain lap with a certain car. I got to figure out the detail on that one. Okay. Now, uh, I would, what do you think about the cutoff time for lap times would be Sunday night coming up? Uh, I'll give them a little extra time. I'll give them with today's, today's the 11th. I'll give them to the 22nd of May. To the 22nd of May. That would be a Sunday. Sunday, okay. Yeah, I'll, that's plenty of time. Sunday, 12 a.m. Uh, I'm not going to be awake, so I don't care. <laughs> I do care, but <laughs> I'll see the, the message in the next day morning. And then we'll announce the winner on the 25th of Wednesday. So, if you're good at Forward the Horizon, let's get there. Let's get it going. Let's see how good you guys are. Let's go. Yeah, we want to do something, a little something for the listener. You guys listen to us. We want to give back. Absolutely. So, plus, it's going to be a fun little event. Yes, and just for just for the sake of it, two second and third can now also get a keychain, unaccepted keychain. First go. place will get a keychain too as well. Yeah, you get all the fucking goodies. All the goodies. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a personal Polaroid of me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and 
every everybody that came in after third is going to get a Polaroid. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you mean? I, my penalty. Polaroid, no, my Polaroid worth a lot of money. Oh shit! <laughs> you can resell and buy a house. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So hopefully we see some good times out there. Uh, we'll post it later on by Thursday when everything's all ready, and we want to see all all you guys giving a good effort absolutely let's get the competition started yeah i'm really excited for this <laughs> <laughs> all right so last thing a quick shout out to scott from tft performante i, w- I always have to remember it's performante and not performance performante that's performante name. put some respect in that thing <laughs> hey, hey, put respect in my name <laughs> But yeah, he's always, always supporting us and always helping us out with everything. Uh, We are going to be having him on a guest really, really soon. He has some new exciting updates coming up for you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be ready. Be ready. As always, he's staying ambitious and trying to expand and do new things and reach out. So uh, we're definitely going to be having him on really soon and and getting some little surprise updates from them. So give them a follow on Instagram and hit them up for any of your car needs. They do alignments, tire changes, repairs, mods, wraps, you name it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But I think, you know, with that, Leo, I think that's an episode. That is an episode right there. All righty. Do you want to do Manny's thing? I don't know Manny's thing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is it? You can follow us on unaccepted something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you forgot the name already uh accepted pod uh instagram also you can shoot us an email at unacceptedpod at gmail.com okay so that's mine but it's unaccepted podcast at gmail.com uh, or if, it, if i'm taking yours then i'm happy with that oh okay because <laughs> <laughs> you take you mine a lot right? <laughs> it, it's such a habit dude every time every every single episode i have to stop myself and go wait 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 no 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 i don't do that no more <laughs> <laughs> dang you manny how dare you <laughs> <laughs> but yes you can follow us on all the socials at unaccepted pod obviously anybody that listens probably came from our friends or found us on instagram because that's kind of where we're most active yeah, and we also have a website that i need to be updating more often <laughs> i want to tell you that i went to the website and i was like they look kind of plain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need I need to get back on that. But that is unacceptedpod.com. And uh, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Now, do you want to do yours, Leo? Yeah, I do want to do mine. Yeah. All fucked up over here. <laughs> be sure to <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review on wherever you listen to iTunes. Uh, not iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, AOL a uh, bird and a uh, and a model uh, message in the Napster, bottle LimeWire Lime Pirate Bay U-Torrent <laughs> YouTube <laughs> uh, wherever you listen to and yeah absolutely and just to kind of tag on that the reviews super super help apparently any uh, Apple podcasts or iTunes reviews they kind of like really extra bump and help us out so Please do it. That'd be please, great. Please, please, please give us a review. It'll help us a lot. We want to do more of these type of stuff for you guys. Absolutely. It'll give us some incentive to start expanding on this stuff. Yes. Please tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your single mom to do it. 
<laughs> and your ex too. Tell your ex about it. We'll love that. Got it. All right. Well, I guess with that, we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Adios. Let me do Manny voice. Bye bye. Is that your Manny voice? Is that Manny voice? I don't know. <laughs> oh, the more of an acting hall. Uh, adios. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving this in. All right. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) Farewell. Take it easy.